one header. This is what the grounders have started calling Clark at the beginning of season 3. It's a nickname or a title that doesn't sit well with a large part of the The Hundred fandom. The problem people have with it is that it seems to glorify Clark as a killer, while the rest of the story is telling us that making choices that lead to mass killings are bad. The name confused me as well, until I started reading about female healers in medieval literature. As it turns out, healers were not just associated with bringing life, but also with death. It made me realize that the one-header nickname does not just come from Clark killing the mountain, or letting the bomb drop on Ton DC, or even killing a grounder village in season 1, with the flares that were a signal to the Ark. It's also rooted in Clark's medical skills. Let me take you to the library. In the ancient world, healing was often seen as a form of magic. Besides potions and mixtures of herbs, it was often practiced through spells and charms. On top of that, healers were depicted as having received their healing powers from a divine entity. In the Middle Ages, the female healer was a real-world phenomenon and a literary archetype. Both inspired fear and awe. Women practiced healing in all kinds of forms. There was general caretaking, both in the domestic sphere, like taking care of the family, and in the public sphere, meaning they sold their cures and medical practices on the market. Sometimes they also specialized in midwifery, surgery, and even the cleaning and prepping of dead bodies for burial. Hmm. But since the inner workings of the body weren't as clear in antiquity as they are now, women who practiced healing were also seen as a bit different from the rest of society. In the beginning, the depiction of these women in Western literature was positive. But this changed in the High Middle Ages, around the 12th century. People have linked this to changes in the real world. Over time, female healers started to get more negative reactions from society, mostly from male physicians, male doctors. These men wanted to limit the practice of healing to schooled people, people who had gone to university. These were exclusively men, since women were not allowed a formal education. It's at that time that healing started to be associated with witchcraft. Or at least the type of healing women were known for. Sometimes administering a potion was combined with saying a spell or placing an amulet on the body. That is how female healers were depicted in fictional literature, like the Arthurian legend and the story of Tristan and Isolde. But more and more these practices were seen as remnants from a pagan religion, and the church actively tried to fight and ban them. Since all universities were religious institutes at that time, male physicians were sanctioned by the church, and they were free from criticism. But some women practicing medicine were seen as witches. Since they did not get their education in a religious institute, Physicians spread the idea that these women received their powers from the devil. 
the witch hunt began. Now, admittedly, it's hard to say whether all the women who were accused of witchcraft were actually healers. Personal rivalries, fear of church officials and just plain superstitions certainly also played a role in why people were accused and tried for witchcraft. Still, according to many scholars, the character of the witch in medieval and early modern culture goes back to the image of pre-Christian pagan goddesses. Goddesses of creation and destruction, of life and death, of order and chaos, of peace and war. In pagan cultures, creation and destruction were not seen as two separate, opposite elements. Instead, they were intricately bound to each other, not in a duality, but in unity. You couldn't think of one without taking the other into account. Despite heavy repression by the church, these older ideas still lingered on, and combined with the newer ones, made witches into fantastical and fearsome creatures that after the period of witch trials were ultimately downgraded to the fictional world. Of course, Clark is not a witch, but she is a healer, and some of the things she does are not fully understood by the grounders. I want you to think back of the moment in episode 7 of season 2, Long into an Abyss, when she saves Lincoln from being a reaper. She realizes he's going through withdrawal and has to keep him alive just long enough to let the drug leave his system. She's under a high pressure. If she doesn't save him, the Sky People don't have leverage to negotiate with Lexa. Nyko, the tree crew healer, is the only other grounder present, and he serves as a kind of witness. As a healer, he knows a thing or two about herbs and tonics, since he saved Octavia from poisoning a few episodes before. But he's astounded when Clark succeeds in making Lincoln's heart work again. To us, Clark's doing basic first aid, but to the grounders it's apparently something close to magic. They are stunned by her abilities, which plays a role in how they treat her, not only during the negotiations and the war with Mountweather, but also in season 3 and 4. In a larger context of fictional literature, Clark being a healer evokes divine connotations for the viewers as well. One of the characteristics of the ancient literary healer goddesses is that they came down from the sky. Morrigan, the old Irish battle goddess, flew over battlefields as a crow. Morgan Le Fay, the witch healer from the Arthurian legend, is able to fly through the air and taught astrology to her sisters. This links Morgan to Clark very strongly. Clark didn't just fly down from the sky, she lived in space, among the stars. In one version of the legend from the year 1150, the author Geoffrey of Monmouth uses the word medicamen to describe Morgan's powers. This means something like medication, which in the text can both mean antidote and poison. Morgan Le Fay is just as capable of murder as she is of healing with her herbal knowledge and magical powers. Later, in more Christianized versions, 
Morgan is more like a Mother Mary figure who is stripped from her role as a healer. Clark too is, as we all know, equally capable of murder as of healing, and recalls the older version of Morgan Le Fay. There are several reasons why the writers and audiences, like me, would compare Clark to such monumental figures in literature and mythology. The first is, quite simply, that it posits Clark as the protagonist. In a world full of war and death, healers are important. This counts for tribal societies in the past, as well as in a post-apocalyptic future. This importance is shown in the series, not only in having Clark stand up as a leader figure, but also in making Abby Chancellor of the Sky People, aside from her job as Chief Medical Officer. The second reason is that it adds depth and history to Clark's character. Even without knowing Morgan Le Fay or even the history of women healers, there are enough stories, like fairy tales, that feature wise women or witches who have powers that relate to life and death. A protagonist who struggles with her duty to make decisions of life and death makes for an interesting story, both for how it changes her as for the implications it has on the rest of the story. And incidentally, that is exactly the topic of the next episode. Until then, bye.